This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode contains strong language and themes that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please check the show notes for details about the specific content and a full transcription of the episode. Hello, I'm Maria Kennedy, and welcome to another episode of Vigil. In our last episode, Vigil went head-to-head with longtime support hero Parse, and while it seemed at times like Vigil was ahead of the veteran known for cracking cases no one could solve, Parse showed that there were a few tricks up his sleeve that even Vigil didn't know about. But down is not out, and if there's one hero who knows how to pick himself up and get back in the game, it's Vigil. Vigil, a Hero Track Media Production. Parse has a very unique and difficult to conceptualize power. As Vigil has discovered, he has the ability to see the past of any non-living object as a sort of code. He can do this with specially designed jump drives that he connects to a computer. But what Vigil didn't know until it was too late is that Parse can also obtain the code via touch and process it in his mind. Vigil was also unaware that Parse can change strings of that code to literally rewrite the past. Somehow, because the universe hates a paradox, this also rewrites the memories of the people who would have interacted with the part of that code that's been adjusted. This could lead to potential butterfly collateral and is extremely dangerous. However, as with heroes like Anamnesis, Often this manifests as a Mandela effect, where new, vague memories replace the older memories. But Vigil had a perfect photographic memory. He was used to remembering everything exactly. Case log, August 28th, 2, 18 a.m. I still don't know what happened with the drone. I flew it towards the window. The camera was where it needed to be, but then Parse had it... And I triggered the self-destruct, but but I wouldn't have done that unless I had the data. I can't remember why I did that. I remember everything. I remember everything I have ever done. I, I can tell you the eye color of someone in my peripheral vision as I walked to my 7th grade birthday party at the virtual arcade. It was 3.18pm the corner of Claremont and Wacker. They were 13 feet away from me wearing a green hoodie, and their eyes were hazel. So how can I not remember something that happened yesterday? 
This is the first time in all the recordings I've listened to that I've heard Vigil truly rattled. Certainly the Vila case and how he handled it filled him with some fear and uncertainty, but even then, he could review the evidence and make a plan to improve. But for someone who relied on his mental faculties for pretty much everything, this was Vigil's greatest fears realized. Case log, August 28th, 4.28 a.m. The time is wrong. Something is actually missing. It, it, it must be his rewriting history thing that Parse mentioned when, when he touched the drone, but there, there seems to be nothing, nothing I can do about it now. I'll have to find Alicia Wu some other way. And there is some good news on that front. Since using his power, Parse traveled to a hotel, checked in at 1.18 p.m., and has been unconscious for 15 hours and 11 minutes. Using his powers the way he did must take it out of him, which helps because it means I have time. I don't know how long he'll sleep, but I'm going to use this time to find Alicia Wu. Vigil spent the next five hours researching a couple of potential leads. He had a breakthrough at around 10 a.m. and boarded a flight to Washington, D.C. This is the first time we get to experience Vigil in the field. He didn't think he could trust himself to handle this case remotely, especially with Parse working against him. Welcome to Washington, codename Vigil. Thanks. I tell you about the jet lag, but, you know. You sound tired, though. Good nap? Good news. There's a flight booked in your name at Terminal B. Just get on that and we won't have any more issues. Ooh, I think I'm going to end up missing it. Airport traffic, you understand. Look, we can keep doing cute banter, or you can realize you're in real danger on this one. And not just from me. I'm being nice. Oh, I get that. Totally feeling the love, part. I'm serious, Vigil. Butt out now or I won't be able to control what happens to you. Actually, that's kind of what I'm going for. You'll need to find another number to reach me. This line is about to be disconnected. Bringing a tablet to review footage, Vigil worked to track Alicia through her escape route from DC and eventually to the cabin where he had laid his trap for Parse two days prior. This took him 14 hours, but Parse spent that time sleeping and traveling. Case log, August 29th, 624 AM. Alicia Wu definitely stopped here at Scrivener's cabin with, with some conjecture and investigation. I am reasonably sure that she was heading northwest, probably across the river. Parse has gone to Centerville, doesn't seem to be moving. I have no idea what he's after Nothing I've seen points to Alicia being anywhere near there. But I, I can't rule out Parse knowing something that I don't. They're trying to hide something. The, the airspace here is now drone restricted. There's a, there's a signal jammer. And this building is scheduled for demolition in just over three hours. If he did learn something, why would he be this obvious? He, he knows I know about Centerville, which means that Centerville has to be a decoy. What? Is that sound? I recognize that from somewhere. An energy mortar. There was definitely something here. No one, no one will question the timing of the demolition if it happens now or at 10 a.m. But the fact that it's happening now means they know I'm here. 
set all this up. And we aren't worried if I get caught in the blast. Parks was right about one thing. This has gotten a lot more dangerous. That blast nearly cost Vigil his life. He escaped, singed, but otherwise unharmed. But he seemed unfazed. He purchased some new clothes, found a secure location, and got right back to work. Case log, August 29th, 3.18 p.m. I know where Alicia is heading, but I don't know her final destination. What I also know is that cameras and people generally don't notice her, but she still exists in the space that she inhabits. And I also know exactly how large she is. So, by looking through urban and suburban community space footage, I think I can find gaps that might be big enough to fit Miss Wu. I'm going to begin in the Palisades and then move outward north of the Potomac. In a metro area like Washington, D.C., this literally meant looking through hours of footage from thousands of cameras. He watched footage nonstop for a week before he found his clues. If he was unlucky, it could have taken him a lifetime. Case log, September 12th, 11.49 p.m. She's in Bethesda, Maryland. I spotted 13 spacing discrepancies there, and they are all focused in the southern Westwood area. It means I think she's staying at the Little Falls Library. If I had to guess, and who am I kidding, I absolutely have to guess, and I want to guess. I would say she's probably trying to decipher the charter document before submitting the information for her story. I am headed to her location now, in a rental car that I rented under an alias and paid for in cash. But the radio is broken, and that's actually the, that annoying sound that you're hearing, but it should only Hello, take... Hello, codename Vigil. Parse? How, how did you hack the radio? While you were working on finding Alicia Wu, I was reading and editing code to make sure you got this particular vehicle for your rental. Pretty proud of that, aren't you? Very. And here you thought I was laying a trap for you in Centerville. You were. I was. But that's not all I was doing. I was setting traps for you anywhere you went after you finished doing my work for me. What's in Centerville? Nothing anymore. That's all you need to know. What does it have to do with Alicia Wu? That's also not your problem. All you need to know is that I used you to find her. But you knew where she was. You, you knew where Alicia was with the information from the cabin. <laughs> so you don't remember any of it. What are you talking about? I didn't have enough to pinpoint her exact location, but your GPS sure does. I left 48 minutes ago. You'll get there before me. I sure will. Why do you need her? I can't tell you that. You're working for the Union of Equity. They should be trying to save her. We are, but we have our own rules we have to follow, and those rules involve a certain amount of confidentiality. So this is tied to the charter document? Everything the U of E does is tied to the charter document. Just parse, is she going to be safe? I don't know, but it's a hero org and she's a descendant of a founder. Criminal or not, I suspect she'll just end up with a slap on the wrist and an NDA, which you also know. So why are you trying so hard to get to her? Things don't add up at the U of E. 
their case records do not match the public record of the charter document. They have broken rules, Parse, which should not be possible. You know how our world works. People figure out ways to surpass the limitations of their powers and other people's powers every day. Why should this be any different? I don't buy that. That is not enough. You should, because I've worked with it and I'm telling you the truth. You've never been able to break the charter rules. Never. Then how did you arrange that attempt to blow me up? That wasn't me. I told you. You pissed off much more dangerous people. Our hero organizations shouldn't be filled with the kind of dangerous people that someone trying to find the truth could end up dead. I'm a licensed power user with an independent contract. Then you should know better than to meddle into cases that you haven't been officially assigned to. But I was. I have a private case assignment from a civilian and the UOE knows that. They didn't tell me. And you don't have a problem with that? Not really. I don't make those types of decisions. And why would Alicia Wu be investigating this in the first place? She is related to a founder. She's a journalist trying to get a story. I don't think it's as simple as that. But you don't know. And to be honest, you never will. I'm about to pull in. This is over. Why didn't you have someone else pick up Miss Wu? Why are you there in person? You'll just have to ask me in a few minutes. None of this makes sense. You really can't handle not having all the answers, can you? No, I mean, I've been driving around the block waiting for you for the last 30 minutes. What? Yeah. I don't need a GPS for directions. Why would I use one? But I can program a GPS spoofer to fake a route for me. So this was to get me on the line? To track me down? Yeah. I wanted information. And I got most of it. So you found Wu? Yeah, she's in protective custody. I'll be speaking with her soon. But we should chat before then. You know, get on the same page. That's going to be difficult. And why is that? You're looking for me right now? Yes. Which car is yours? Is it the Ford Fiesta? I'm not in Bethesda. What? Hold on. Parse. Got it. We only needed Wu for information. And I just got that. Then why did you need my GPS signal? I didn't. I needed someone to find Wu and turn her over to the authorities who would then get the information from her and pass it along to me. That was you. They're working with you? Everyone in D.C. works with us. Where are you now? In the city. Visiting a certain public exhibit with someone I met in Centerville. She did get the charter. I can't say. She found it, and you're, do- you're doing something with it. Hiding it? Making a copy? Uh, it doesn't matter. Now that I know that, I can investigate it. So can she. This isn't over. Except it is. Because there's one more thing you failed to realize about my powers. What? How do you think I could code the key of your rental to find you, and break a radio by editing its past code? The future the future. I can see and edit code both ways. Future takes a lot more energy. But now I can make sure you, Wu, and anyone who finds out can never get their hands on the charter document. What are you hiding if you're going to these lengths to keep people from seeing the document? We aren't hiding anything. Everyone has seen the document. We're protecting people. How can you Just say that you're protecting- you have a little conspiracy theory does not entitle you to gain access to one of the most powerful artifacts on the planet. 
One that is responsible for keeping people safe from the heaviest hitters in the hero game. If someone were to damage or edit that document... Like you can. Even my powers can't touch that artifact. Just the paper it's written on. Bullshit. You can believe what you want, but thanks to my friend, the actual charter document will not be in the possession of anyone not in or working for the organization again. Not you, not the public, no one. So, in a way, I guess we can thank you. You're the virus that strengthened our firewall. You and Miss Wu. Why contact me with the car at all? Gloating? Making sure that you stayed out of this. I don't like seeing people get hurt, even misguided ones. You were busy, happy, and out of the way waiting for me. And now I can tell you it's over. It's not. It is. Drop it now, and the U of E won't get involved. Do you hear what you're saying? You sound like a drug cartel, not a hero organization. It's a business. Overseen by the government. It operates how it operates. That isn't right. But it is over. Goodbye, codename Vigil. Better luck next time. A lot to unpack. First, while I know it's disappointing to learn that the charter document on display to the public is a reproduction, I'm sure we all suspected and can understand why that is the case. This isn't the end of this case's effect on Vigil's career. It was the first major loss for him, and he always wondered about the charter document and whether we could truly trust it. Although, to my knowledge, he never did see the genuine article or discover who Pars was meeting in Centerville. Alicia Wu did receive her slap on the wrist, but is still a respected journalist. Not many people know much about her disappearance, just that she disappeared and then reappeared completely healthy. And let's be honest, Vigil had some good points about how the U of E operates. I'm not here to speak for or against any particular organization, but if given the resources, it bears further investigation. And you can help make that happen by following us on social media to make sure you know about any potential crowdfunding campaigns. And make sure you also subscribe and follow us on your podcast player of choice for the last two episodes of Vigil. A Hero Tracker's original podcast. Vigil, a Hero Track media production. Vigil Part 8, Parse Part 2, was directed, edited, and scored by Adam Kudashat. It was written and performed by Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy, Adam Kudashat as Vigil, and Ekene Ikeguani as Parse, with voiceover and additional voices by Shane Staliga. Marketing by Layla Sahir. Logo and graphics by Marcus Beyer. Vigil is produced by Button Podcasts and All In Productions. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word, subscribe, review, and check out our website at vigilpod.com. Links to our website, social media, and episode transcripts are available in the show notes. And if you want to know more about the world of Vigil, subscribe to our email list for additional insights.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense so every planet will turn out like galen's glory and that would be the best case scenario which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne i spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake am i supposed to do something in return is this i'm sorry i just don't know what this is Alto's like yeah like this he spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now.